The Fear of Flying, Finding Good Help, and Fighting the FedEx Guy on this episode of Get Carded. I'm going to be taking a trip going to Mexico so you know past COVID post COVID fully vaccinated I got I got the card I got all of the documentation that I need to get this to get this done to go out of the country although just south to to Mexico so leave bright and early in the morning uh, actually it will be uh, it will be quite an experience depending on how late we go this evening and uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really, I'm I'm looking forward forward to the whole experience. I'd, I'd rather not wear a mask on the plane the entire time, but I've traveled here and there throughout the uh, pandemic, and it it really hasn't become much of an issue. But I just rather not, right? The thing about flying is historically I've just never been a good flyer, just in the sense that I get a little anxious. Uh, there was even a time. This was this was twenty years ago. Uh, the the whole fam is going to Vegas. To uh, I, I was born out there, close to close to Las Vegas. So we were going to go out there and have a good time and also see some family. But about two days beforehand, I'm like, nope, not doing it. Drove. You're crazy. Drove to Vegas twenty. Eight hours. I think it took a two-hour nap. It was the most dangerous expedition I've ever done on my own. I mean, literally through the mountains in fog on an interstate. A car came by me on my side of the interstate at like 70 miles an hour. And and I remember that moment knowing that flying was way safer than taking a 24, 26-hour road trip through the mountains uh, to Vegas. So since then... Out of curiosity, will will they just let you take your brown paper bag instead of a mask? Just breathe. You know, that's a good that's a good point. Although uh, although I fixed it, there's a okay. th- there's a cocktail, and I'll explain it to you guys because it's I I feel like it's somewhat interesting. This is the way that a hypochondriac gets over, not a hypochondriac, someone who has a fear of flying, also a hypochondriac, but yeah. but a fear of flying. Here's how you get over it. So Xanax is a good is a good first step. I wouldn't suggest. Uh, but I have heard that people may have a drink in addition to that. Those combinations can be lethal, so I would never recommend it. But I've heard people have done it. In addition to that, um, what I do is I check uh, this website called Turbulence Forecast. So it actually shows where weather is going to be on the path to the destination. So at the very least, I know like I have the expectation of what's going to happen and where and how long it will last. So you just sit there and watch the map, flight map, entire instead of watching a movie or something to just put you to sleep. You just sit and watch that flight map, and you're just like, okay, in two minutes we're gonna we should hit some turbulence. So good, so good question. It's not it, it's not to that extent. It's actually more so that I um, just know an hour in if I start to. If I feel a bump or something that makes me anxious, I might glance at my watch and say, oh, yeah, it's time. I think the funniest shit is when somebody's flying, they hit turbulence, and then they quick whip open the window, 
Like they expect us, like, see, did we hit a fucking giraffe or something? Like, what do you, what do you expect to see <laughs> out there? Well, uh, but they giraffe. do. Like, there's a there's like this turbulence, and all of a sudden they whip the window open, looking outside and saying, well, "What do you expect to see out there? We didn't <laughs> yeah. run over something." Yeah, I think this is brilliant because you've adopted a uh, you've adopted a concept from Dr. Leo Marvin here. Uh, what about Bob? He said, "Great it's just, movie." It's like Tourette's. You know, if I say it out loud, I don't have it. <laughs> That's true. So if you know the turbulence is coming, apparently maybe you could be a pilot. So, so the other piece that I do is even though I know where the turbulence is, about a half hour before the flight, I look in this other website. It's called Flight Aware. And about an hour before the flight, the, the FAA mandates that the, the – I just made that up – that the pilots <laughs> upload the flight path. But the flight path is on Flight Aware. I don't know how far in advance they're supposed to do this, but the flight path is on there. And I see that they're navigating around weather, like they mm-hmm. put it, they put it in. So even if we're gonna hit something, I know it's, it's, it's minimized. There's nothing better than getting up in the air and being out of control and just being able to anticipate your own death. Right. <laughs> I can see severe weather coming. It's quite comforting. Yes. <laughs> Actually. Hey, I, it's no big deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know where we're going. I know exactly where we're gonna crash. Come Don't go me. into it. Come with me. <laughs> That's uh, funny you say that because I do remember flying into a cloud once on the way to Vegas over the Rocky Mountains and it just got dark yeah. in the cabin, right? My my Jameson ginger ale sitting there. We went we went through this one bump where my glass went literally about a foot and a half in the air and I caught it and I save. took a save. Good it. save. Good save. I, I <laughs> All wish, is well that ends well. I, yeah. I wish that was the case. So... There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, unnecessary uh, uh, fears. I feel like that that we all have. One of mine used to be flying, but through kind of, I feel like mechanically addressing the different issues. Now I I love flying. Yeah. I love flying. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Actually, I'm going with 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 Jay celebrating a little uh, birthday for this guy over here. Everybody right? saw that. Speaking yes, of which, do we want to do a little introduction here or what? Yeah, I guess we do. So, so we have a new, uh, a, a new face, a new voice in the room. Connor is not going to be with us for the next uh, uh, a couple of weeks, but he'll be back. He's just a, he's just a college kid trying to trying to make a few bucks, and and we're not paying him. So, <laughs> so he's there. And in the meantime, we have uh, you know not only a uh, uh, a guest host for the evening, but also someone who's participated in a number of our. Uh, uh, breaks and has uh, provided us with an interview over yeah. the last couple of weeks with Brad uh, Jay Slomkowski. Welcome to the show. Thanks a lot for having me. It's fun to see what you guys do. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always on the other side of the computer, so this is interesting. <laughs> and uh, do us a favor, Jay. Just don't tell Connor that you're getting paid for this. I won't. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll just show him a couple hundred dollar bills. There you go. What a good deal. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, it's it's um, it's awesome to, to have you. I don't know how popular this decision is because uh, both of our uh, both of our ladies know that we're doing a podcast and we have a flight at uh, I don't know what time we have to leave the house. Probably seven six thirty seven a.m. and I haven't even packed a pair of socks <laughs> yet, so she's pissed. You're going to Mexico. Come on, you need a swimsuit. You know, you know, some flip flops and throw on the podcast for on banana the way hammock. Down. She'll uh, there you go. She'll know that all is well. You were thinking yep. about it, you know. You can might at least start to, making the list out to the side right We now. might just st- actually stop at the bar on the way home, so we'll <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> well, we weren't going to say that on air, but that's uh, that's 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 fine. Actually, we were going to say it. I, we're we're not hiding anything from from those beautiful ladies. So, 
number of things to, 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 to cover today. And as we talk about kind of the, the craziness that can happen in the air, one of the other crazy things that we've seen happen over the last week or so is this brawl in Wisconsin uh, over, over some sports cards in a Target parking lot. I can't imagine what led to that. Uh, Brad, we've shared time uh, pre-release, and I think we may have talked about this on a previous mm-hmm. show. But we've 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 spent time outside of a Best Buy at uh, at midnight for a Madden release, and although that was crazy, people were just throwing the ball around and having a good time and and kind of tailgating, yeah, right? Yeah, and then and half the people that just showed up like ten minutes before they opened <laughs> still got their <laughs> copies. Still got their cut. <laughs> yeah, we might have we might have been a few hours early and uh, so on and so forth, but we had a we had a good time and you're right everyone still got a copy of madden yep well i gave them my spot because i as soon as they opened that's when i left <laughs> you did you didn't even get a copy of i madden. was just there for the experience so so in this target parking lot apparently some shit went down and and authorities had to be called super surprising that it was in wisconsin of all places uh for this for this kind of Cream City? Act- cream, cream yeah, City. Yeah, I think it was in Cream City, it actually. Was. Maybe it was the Jordan Love frenzy going on. It could be. <laughs> yeah, they were so upset that that A-Rod could be skipping town. It that Turns out A-Rod started it. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> well, in, the, in the last year, people have really been at their best, let me tell you. It's been really interesting to watch every aspect of life and watch people be so indecent. Just losing their minds. <laughs> yes. Losing their just losing it. Mind. So this whole this whole thing led Target to say we are no longer, at least temporarily, going to be carrying any sports cards. In addition to that, Pokemon and a, a variety of other cards. I was gonna too. ask, are we sure that it was a sports brawl or was it a couple of Pokemon? Depends on what they were wearing. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a totally different type of demographic there, I think. ball at the bottom of the pile. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a scrum. They they didn't realize they were actually playing rugby with the Pokemon ball versus... uh, What happened was one of the employees came out and had one of the Pokeballs and rolled it into the parking lot. Man, will they be disappointed like there's three packs in there. (laughs) For 20 bucks. (laughs) Well, they won't be able to compete with Walmart anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it sells too well. We're not carrying anymore. Well, and I don't even know if Walmart was was. Um, I, I don't know if they're taking the same stance or not. Do you think they'll just move to? Are they gonna just? Is it just from the stores? Can you still buy them online? Yeah, exa- you can. Uh, from what I'm reading, you can still buy them online. So, okay. Uh, but 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 as we've become aware, I think the bots will take care of all of the. Yes. The bots are gone. gonna get rich on this. They, you know, it could be one of the bot producers that was like, hey. We'll sabotage yeah, this. Go start some yeah. shit in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you say that, I think of like R2-D2 out there just talking shit to somebody, like trying to start a fight when you say bots. But Have you guys ever been in an experience in a retail environment, like Black Friday or otherwise, where it was a little you, – you felt like there was a little heat, a little, uh, a little kind of craziness? I mean, outside of someone like um, – the closest thing I've experienced recently is I was uh, I, I was shopping last night to get a few last minute things for for the trip, and in in Macy's there was no one around to to check out, so I I finally found I saw one customer service lane, and I was like, 
beeline. And literally, like, five seconds before I got there, I, I, I saw two Karens, like, running, tackling each other to get to this spot. <laughs> That's mine. Yeah. And they didn't just have one item, right? They have, like, three of the same item, and they're like, oh, this one had a – this one was on a rack that was 25% off. Is that a Mason – like, not to, to completely sidetrack, but every time I'm in Macy's trying to buy something, like, finding a damn checkout line that's open or that's just – That's a thing, right? Oh, my God. It's like I just – I stopped going there because of it. Well, just you know why that handle. is, don't you? Why is that? Because they can make more money sitting at home right now. That's true. That is <laughs> they're true. Not, not going to ring up your shit, dude. Uh, that, goes, that, that old Macy's downtown St. Paul. I, I don't know that there was more than three employees in that entire oh. two-story two building. So it must be a thing. That's a thing for them to be understaffed to like keep you shopping? or. I don't know. I worked at Marshall Field, so pre-Macy's for a minute, and... Shit, there was a hundred of us out there running around, so it must have been when Macy's took over. I bet the workhorse is tough. The workforce is hard right now. I think, like even the restaurant no. industry is having trouble with employees because of the. Uh, yeah, you can't hire anybody. Well, you can stay at home and file for unemployment and make double what you're making behind the wheel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of, I mean, speaking of it being difficult to find good work, so Jay owns uh, a body shop, Raymond Auto Body, in town. Um, I've donated uh, a lot of money to him. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> are, are you guys finding it kind of difficult to, to, to find good help at this point too? Or are you in a, are you in a more specific environment where it, where it doesn't have as much of an impact? Well, the guys and the guys on the commission side, like the body techs, the painters, they all get, you know, they, they do well when the volume's there. Um, you know, what may way much more so than they would being at home. But when you have like detailers and car washers that, you know, anybody that's more hourly, then it's, it can be a struggle. It's more of a rotary door because they'll find, try to find an excuse on how can I, you know, how can I finagle this deal where yeah. it's almost like they try to get fired because they can, because <laughs> yeah. seriously, they can make more money yeah. at home. Well, I think there's a lot of challenges out there these days, whether it is trying to find good help, whether it's fights in the parking lot, whether it's you know a variety of other things, which which I think is an interesting segue into an amazing interview that we have today with with what I feel like is um, uh, kind of just one of the biggest and best sports card shops in the in the uh, Twin Cities in the Minnesota district, anyways. Eric Johnson with three star sports cards. It's kind uh, of an OG. Really, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ever, ever since I got back into it, he, you know, uh, I visited his shop when it was in in Roseville, and um, then he had another uh, one open with his partner. Well, I think all of them uh, were were with his partners in, um, in in Bloomington, and they've they've updated another one in um, in, in St. Paul. So we had an opportunity to catch up with uh, w- w- with with Eric and ask him some questions. Not only about the craziness that that, uh, that that the economy and the industry is bringing at his doorstep, but about the the history of three stars and his experience as well. And we're excited to share that with you now. All right, we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, in my opinion, a local celebrity because it's where I've done most of my card uh, shopping and business over the over the course of the past uh, four or five years. Eric Johnson, co-owner, uh, uh, three-star sports cards. 
a couple shops around the Twin Cities area. Eric, you're in um, uh, you're in Little Canada. That's a newer shop for you. I'd say uh, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but headquartered in Bloomington, uh, Minnesota. So you can fly right into the airport and and stop by and see three cards uh, yeah. whenever you, you'd like. Isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. Just go right past the Mall of America, come directly to three stars. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I, I, I super appreciate you taking the time. Um, yeah, thanks for the we, opportunity, Brendan. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, uh, you know, I've gotten to know you over the past, I think, four or five years now. Um, sure. You know, I, the, 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 the thing that I like most is uh, you're a humble guy. And, and I've, I've, I've went in there and, and talked to you about, you know, a variety of things. But I've also witnessed you talking to people about a, about a variety of things. You know, including people who are bringing in collections, little kids asking your opinion about stuff. I mean, it has uh, a couple of really cool things, in my opinion. One is it does have the the powerhouse feel in terms of you have inventory, you have you know on on release day, you're you're there and you're ready to go, and at the same time you you have a, a real neighborhood, you you have a a real neighborhood feel. So I think it's awesome you've been able to. Uh, put that together. I'm just curious. Um, where, how, how'd you get here? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not like I, so first, first and foremost, you know, thanks for the opportunity and thanks for the kind words, but the absolute bottom line to everything is we wouldn't be where we are without the, camaraderie and teamwork of my two partners, Dan and Wayne. Um, and then we just have an incredible staff. Like the, bo the bottom line is none of this is possible without the folks that have helped us get here. Um, and, th and that's right, right up the line, starting with family, right? Spouses, significant others, uh, kids in terms of like with, employees and my business partners but uh yeah a lot of support from a lot of people and so a big thanks and hats off to them but uh anyway back to the question the, the funniest thing is i went to essentially liquidate my collection to put the money towards my wedding and <laughs> <laughs> yep so in some respects, this is all, it all, like I didn't put a big investment group together or anything like that, like a little bit of a feel of like happenstance. Uh, I went to a, a card show in, in Mounds View when there used to be a pretty decent show up there. I remember that mall. Yeah, yep. Uh, Tom Franson ran that. And, uh, and, and sure enough, the very first person I met there was Dan. And and the reason I met him is because largely my collection was hockey and Dan was the hockey guy at that show. Uh, didn't sell anything, made a friend and thought, you know, I'll go back to the next one. Maybe I'll try again. So the next, the show comes around. The very next person I meet is Wayne. He was set up at the show. And instead of selling cards to Wayne and thinking I'm going to have a little scratch to put towards my wedding, I did a trade with them and like it was literally at that point where by pulling my collection out of the basement and then meeting these two guys 
like I knew I was back into the hobby and 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 it went from there and then Dan said you know if you want to try and sell your stuff you could just come and set up at the show with me and it started that's that is really my personal view of the starting point was right there and and you obviously give credit to your fiance for encouraging you to to go and, and do this it started oh, yeah. this this whole thing right i mean what a perfect uh what a perfect story that is yeah and uh you know we we were buying we were her and i were buying uh $40 boxes on sale at shinders of in the game or uh yeah be a player memorabilia hockey and she pulled her first $500 card in terms of Beckett value at the time. And she was pretty much hooked at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so even sports card store owners have their like favorite memories of pulling a big card. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you've, you've seen, cause I, I, I do see your, your Facebook, your store's Facebook posts on a consistent basis. And I love how you share kind of some of the big hits that your, your customers uh, get from time to time. It, it kind of reminds me, it makes me think about the, the craziness. I mean, there's, there's really good stuff that happens like that. And then I know that there's really crazy stuff that happens like in, in Milwaukee over the uh, last week or two where, where, where I kind of encouraged Target to say, hey, listen, we're done. We can't, we can't yeah. handle this anymore. Um, have you had, I'm, I'm sure you've had some crazy things happen in the, in the shop from time to time. Yeah. Um, are, no, and are you asking specifically tied to that or just in general? Just in general, even. Yeah. Uh, gosh, this was, this was, I think last summer, right when we kind of reopened after the whole complete COVID shutdown, um, gentleman came in to sell me some stuff and, and, like we had really scaled our buying back. We had no idea what was going to happen with this, that whole next year and everything. And, and, you know, I, I pulled out a, a small stack of cards out of his kind of collection. And I said, you know, I could offer you X on these. That was a rather reasonable, fair offer. And he's like, well, what about all these other ones? I said, I just wouldn't be interested in those right now. So kind of got a little perturbed and frustrated and then he got frustrated with Michelle because Michelle kind of said he already made you an offer and he said no and so he left kind of perturbed and then he was out going to the car and it was kind of this whole little rigmarole that took place and he almost ended up in a in a fisticuff with our FedEx driver and wow. I'm like I turned around, I said, Michelle, grab the phone. Like, I don't know if you need to dial three numbers on the phone, but just be ready. Um, <laughs> and somehow they they bowed to each other and they walked away and nothing happened. You know, thank God. Like, I just, you don't want to see things like that happen. No, um, you don't at, at all. But, but yeah. I'm glad to hear that uh, it's been outweighed by the by the great experiences that you know I'm thinking of how frustrated that that guy was walking out of there and I'm thinking about how much time I can take pacing back and forth trying to decide what what uh, personal box to buy so I'm sure you have a long list of those stories as well and, and, and speaking of things that um, 
you know, are, are, are difficult to, to deal with. How are you handling what's, what, what's become a really interesting scenario in the hobby with the, with the PSA submissions that, you know, I, I, I saw on your site today, you got some, some back. So that's, that, that's good news, but has that impacted how you guys are working with, with customers at all? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think, uh, yeah. Cause I think, I think a lot of people have already, you know, over the last, gosh, what is it? Month, month and a half or something where they, since the suspension of new orders, excuse me. Um, most people are aware of the fact that they're not taking grading orders right now, unless it's the super express service. Um, but for the folks that don't, um, they understand and, and I think they still want to go through the grading process. They're just starting to kind of build that. It's almost like a separate collection, right? It's a smaller collection of the stuff they want to submit to, for grading. So I think, I think what we've noticed on a daily basis is business, you know, is still quote unquote the same as far as, you know, our online marketplace, box and pack sales, single sales in the store and everything, obviously supplies, right? Everybody, everybody's buying to get their hands on supplies for their collections. Um, but during, you know, the previous six months or whatever, <clears throat> excuse me, there was such a mad rush. It seemed like on a daily basis, grading orders just coming in constantly. I mean, we were taking literally anywhere from on average, you know, I know this will be a big gap because it, it bounces around uh, 400 to 1,000 cards a week we were taking for PSA submissions. So probably averaging kind of in that 500 a week range. Um, and so I think just the, the slowdown from the foot traffic of PSA probably probably has been the biggest change with that is just we come to work and we still we still do all of our stuff we're just not taking we're just not um i don't want to say distracted because that's completely not the right word but we're just not having to go in another direction per se uh sure. to do grading orders daily well that makes sense i know when i've been in your 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 store uh and you already mentioned it but the but the staff there is hustling i mean they're they're moving. No one's no one's yeah. on their cell phones and and, uh, and 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 leaning up against the counter. I mean, your uh, your staff yeah. is, is is diligent. No question about it. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and I think you spoke to something uh, else that we could we, we could spend the rest of this time on the the explosion and the hobby and how busy things have been. And I hope it's been really really good for you over the past year. Uh, I, I guess one thing I'm interested in from 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 your perspective uh, would be where do you see the where do you see the hobby a year from now? Oh gosh, I got to be careful with this, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I get um, what you're saying, though. I get your, what you're what you're thinking about because, I mean, there has been a parabolic increase in activity, which is unsustainable. It's not. It's not. I don't feel like it's a bad thing to say. It's just you, you can't be the size of healthcare or of you know countries. It will, the, the growth is going to 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 you know the level of the growth will peter out at some point. So, but there, there's still a lot of different directions I feel like the industry could go. So I'm just, I'm curious of what you're, what you're thinking. Yeah. Um, 
you know, a lot of a lot of how I come to some form of conclusion on a question like that is, you know, kind of my whole life from well, at least let's say from adolescence, you know, I've I've always had interest in finance and investing. And you and I have talked about this briefly before. Um, and so I think when you when you take what's happened in the hobby and you put kind of an investment mindset or or an eye to it, um, you know, some of these extreme ramps in in volume of you know, whether it's sales for a shop like us or the ability to open a box, pull a big card and flip it, right? The grading orders, eBay eBay sales and things like that, where, you know, the hobby just had this, like you said, the parabolic kind of thing. You know, it's, it's, it's an age old saying, but what goes up must come down. It's just, it's just being prepared for it to come down at some point. No, no different than after the 80s, 90s thing, right? Like if the hobby was way down, you would think as a hobby enthusiast, at some point it would come back up. Whatever, whatever made that happen, was it in 98 when Peyton Manning was drafted? I don't know. Was it Tom Brady? Mm, no, because he was down the draft board a ways, right? Um, Aaron Rodgers, I don't, it's not like he was the biggest, he wasn't number one, I don't think, right? Right, right. Uh, LeBron James, okay, now, now he's a guy that started to make waves in the hobby, right? And all of a sudden, sports cards is back, LeBron James this, LeBron James that. Okay, I wasn't even really in the hobby, like, that big at that point i mean i was starting to get back into it in the early 2000s so but again i was a hockey guy football second so i didn't even really focus on the basketball stuff so somebody mentioned lebron james to me once and i'm like i haven't even heard of him <laughs> right like, which is amazing to think right of course <laughs> um so then anyway back to the question of you know, yes, there's got to be some form of a correction, I think, at some point. And I think to some extent, we are seeing a little bit of that, right? Like, Zion Williamson was the biggest thing this past year. Um, but then his cards kind of slowed down. I think Luke is going through a slowdown period. I think, I think some price adjustments have happened a little bit on the wax products. Um, and we may see a little bit more of that. Um, it hasn't been real noticeable by any means, but, um, you know, one big one that I can, I know for a fact, you know, Panini came out at 2000 a box on prison bas basketball on their website, you know, and, and that's what we came out of the gate at as well. I think we're down to 1800 or something on a box or whatever, as an example. Um, yeah. So I think, I think there's going to be some natural correction. I don't, I guess I don't I don't foresee a crash by any means. I don't know if you, if people are speculating that or whatever. I think I think you'll get the full gamut of speculation comments from people, but no. I mean, we have an exciting football rookie class that's just kind of getting going. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um <clears throat> in hockey, we have the absolute 
best rookie on the Minnesota Wild. And like that is an absolute dream for hockey in Minnesota. Right. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you a question for, for our, our, our third partner, uh, Joe, who's a big Kaprizov fan. Um, and, and the fact that you said you got into the, the, the hobby watching hockey is, um, is, is, is a good segue to the final uh, question. But I just want to circle back to what you, what, what you said about the ups and downs. I mean, shoot, you, you, you know, you were collecting before, before you were a business owner. You, you've seen a hundred times how these things are cyclical, whether it's a rookie that peters out, whether it's a product that gets overproduced or whether it's a fad that, yep. you know, this particular style of collectible is no longer as uh, in demand as it was a short or long period ago. So while I know you can't control that particular component, what I, what I, what I have seen your organization be good uh, at doing is adjusting to uh, to what's happening out there, and you know, I don't have any lack of confidence that you guys will uh, continue to do the same. So let me let me end on this question, and and, and our colleague Joe will uh, appreciate this. Um, the Kaprizov thing is a is a really big deal, especially locally in the in the Twin Cities area. What are what are you collecting? Do you still collect? Do you start, are you collecting some Kaprizov cards, or how how how's your personal collection looking? Yeah, uh, I did pick up a couple of young guns, um, and so one thing I did open quite a bit of was Synergy hockey. <clears throat> My wife and I went for the Synergy bounty. Um, within within upper deck we went for sure. the bounty so we ripped a ton and we got two of the redemptions and um i actually just i actually just did the redemptions today and caprisoff is one of them's a mystery redemption so we don't know if it'll be him it's <laughs> right. either uh what's his name i think romanov or caprisoff and then the other redemption is either romanov Cousins or Kaprizov, so I have a good shot at potentially getting the autograph <laughs> Kaprizov out of that. Um, so yeah, still, still doing some collecting. Um, a lot of my, my kind of own like box opening, and a lot of collecting is in Magic: The Gathering actually right now, which is has become a pretty decent line. Um, non-sports kind of gaming stuff is Magic the Gathering and Pokemon both have have actually been nice kind of added lines to to the business. Well, I've I've seen other other sets start to make some waves too with UFC and women's soccer, and it's uh, yeah. it's a fun thing to see. And the, you know, I think one of the most interesting and fun things to hear is that you still have that uh, collector spirit, which obviously helps in uh, helps in continuing to uh to move ahead in a successful way so eric thank you thank you again so much for the for the time i appreciate it uh so yeah, much thank I, hope you. uh, I hope you'll come back and, and uh, hang out with us again at some point soon yeah i would love to thank you so much wow how cool was that huh talk about somebody that uh just great insight and what a, what a, what a storyteller oh my gosh right yeah an understanding wife yeah you know <laughs> I love it. Great job, Brandon. Thanks. I, I mean, I, I love the fact that he was going to sell his collection <laughs> to get 
180. Some... When times are tough, you know, you do what you <laughs> and you, you go to you go from selling you know, wanting to sell your collection to now owning multiple uh card shops. But how is that not I mean how, how how do you not think that there's a little bit of fate involved in Well, that? it's great that he had that flashover point too where he's like and at that moment I knew I was back in the hobby. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. That was that was awesome. So, uh three and stars gotta, and he's it, and he's rolling with the Capri soft too, man. So yeah, Way to go, Eric. We knew he was a man. Well, further yet, how about his old lady going in and pulling that uh, $500 card, and then (laughs) she is hooked? Hooked? That's how how it starts. I've tried to have my lady open a few few packs. I don't remember if she has or not, but... Yeah, and, and until you hit that, it's like yeah. it's like a pull tab, right? It's like it's probably just... best that the girls don't open those, otherwise we'll be paying double than what we pay already. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> you know, I, I know you guys spend a lot of time at this place, but uh, I mean, it, it sounds like it sounds like this place is pretty incredible. It's a, I mean, it, uh, Eric runs a really good, uh, really good operation. So uh, three star sports card, you can find them on Facebook at uh, three star sports cards. Uh, they do have a, a website, uh, 3starsportscards.com. Uh, I know he has a huge presence on Beckett Marketplace, so you can search Beckett Marketplace by by company name, 3 Star Sports Cards as, as well. So thank you. Thank you so much, Eric, for, for taking some time. It's great insight to, it's great insight to have. Um, I hope, hope we, we get more and more uh, folks like, like that to, uh, to come through and share those stories. That was, that was awesome. Uh, you know what else is awesome? What's that? The game we play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the still game we play each we week. Still I think, need a name for it. I think the last. I think I'm. I think I'm, champ right now. I think I own the belt. You you do hold the belt. You hold the current belt at uh, all time record. One win for each. Yeah. You, you might have to coming. fill me in on this. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah, just put me on the spot. We'll, we'll get out of this. Less <laughs> pre- the less you know, the better you'll do. Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting a little jingle for it now too, but uh, so so Jay, the way that this game goes is uh, it's pretty much uh, Brandon was saying before it's pretty much Castro rules. It's it's you know I ask the questions, I uh, I judge the contest, I I name the winner, but it's still fun. Um, so what's going to happen is we'll we'll go round robin. <laughs> I'm going to ask three questions. Brandon goes first in the first round, you in the second, Joe in the third, and you know you got. I don't know, 10, 20 seconds, answer the question on the spot. And then uh, after each round, I'll just uh, I'll award a point for the for the round. And then if there's a three-way tie, I break it. All right, I'm feeling, I'm feeling <laughs> confident. Confident is hot. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's so, go. <clears throat> first one's a little bit of, of trivia, Brandon. You ready? Yeah. What's the most popular dog breed in the United States? Lab. Lab. Jay. Well, I'm gonna have to go with uh, retriever. Retriever, Joe. And the right answer is like these golden doodles that are out there now everywhere. Wait, it's like the golden doodles, or it is the golden doodle? It is. It's it's, it's like the if if the golden girls had a dog, <laughs> it'd be the golden doodles. So it is it is the golden doodle. Is my guess. So it, his answer is inbred dog. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> the mutt. Yeah, near golden doodle. Inbred I don't dog. know that's going to be the winner. Uh, you know, I like the confidence right out of the bat, and you nailed you nailed it, Brandon. That's, yeah, uh, I knew that was there. Number one, lab uh, number two, French bulldog. Did not know that. Would not have ever guessed a French bulldog. Number three, German shepherd. Number four, golden retriever. Yeah, in there. All right, Jay. Which state would you move to if you had to move? 
I would move to Florida. Florida. Joe. I'd have to go Montana. Okay. So I think this question comes down to age. Because if I had to move right now, it'd be California. If it was retirement, it would be Florida as well. Everybody's okay. leaving California. And you want to go to it, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Getting that smog, baby. Getting that smog. <laughs> yeah, I think Joe Joe takes that one. That's that's unique. What, yeah. did, who that did, was what did you say? Montana. Montana. I like Just that. What are you going to do in Montana? Whatever I want. I what got land. You gonna I, got mountains, I got mountains. Yeah, Joe's going to go to the ocean. He's going he's gonna to drive his cattle across the field. <laughs> hey, if, if, okay, so. You what watch, he's going to do is he's going to Have you guys seen Yellowstone? You guys watch Yellowstone? That's a great show. If you watch Yellowstone and you don't get just like the slight urge to live that lifestyle. There's something wrong with you. What other movies are? What other movies are? What other movies take place in Montana? Yeah. Well, Big Sky is a new show that's on TV. It's pretty awesome. Legends of the Fall. The river runs through it. A couple of good ones. Yeah. Okay. Fly fishing. Don't hey. Don't hate just because you lost. We're going one one. I'm just. You're gonna move to Montana. The new guy's gonna get his um, goose egg here. Well, we just took you two to one, and somehow we lost. Right. <laughs> California. Come on. Man. All right, Joe. If uh <clears throat> let's see here. Uh if there were ever a chance that a movie would make you cry. Baby Spice. No. Which that movie was, would that, it was, be? that was that was that was <laughs> an answer from an episode ago. <laughs> hey, got him a point. We'll see. He's going back to the well. If there was ever a chance that a movie could make you cry, which movie would it be? Ooh. That is a good one. Um I'm a sucker for like animals and when like i'm i know which one it is it was old yeller man like had me just you know heave crying in the thing so anytime there's animals that like die or like you get used to them then they're like you know we don't deserve dogs so anything with a dog in it all right brandon like all dogs go to heaven sure yeah all 101 dalmatians that's sad as hell this you, is coming you... from the guy that wants to move to montana <laughs> exactly <laughs> so <laughs> your <laughs> Beat the crap out of a out of a, somebody in a bar fight all day long. Hey, yeah, just don't just, just don't hit that dog on the way out because you. <laughs> I can tell you quite honestly, there's a lot of movies that that uh, that make me cry, but there is there is one in particular that there's a specific scene um, uh, that does it for me. But the movie in general is Man on Fire. So Dakota Fanning is. I mean, she's she's awesome yeah. in it, and so a, good. as is Denzel Washington, he's my favorite actor. But but when he trades his life for her life, and they're mm-hmm. running across the the bridge, I mean that's uh, that's just an awesome awesome flick. So your life for a life, yeah, you got it <laughs> exactly. Jay, well, this is kind of going to be an odd one, but because uh, <laughs> I watch a lot of comedies oh, Jay's gonna um, and action movies, but. Uh, this is probably a movie that took place in the late 80s, early 90s, and the movie was called Dad. And it's where the family's father gets, you know, he comes down with cancer, and they go through the like, kind of the last stages of his life, kind of the kind of like a bucket list kind of thing where you're going to say, we have this much time, what are we going to do with it? Yeah. And I remember watching that, and I was younger at the time, and then it kind of made you think about life, and it, got, it gets you emotional, you know, because it's, it's something that can hit. No, it's, yeah. it's realistic. That's something we all, we all go through it. It's a good movie. Yeah. I've seen it. It's uh, it, it gets you the win. And judging by my uh, by my second place calculations, come from behind. Second time it's happened. The round and the game. Wow. Yeah. Shazam. Wow. Jeez. So much for uh, you know. I, I guess thought he said luck. he loves 
he, I thought he was like, this is a comedy, and then he started talking about this dad that got sick. I was like, where are you going with this? No, if you were listening, yeah. that's what I, I, I enjoyed watching history. comedies. This yeah. is a movie that took place like, this wasn't a comedy. So it wasn't when, like in Stuff Brothers, when the guy put his sack on the drum set, and that, that didn't make you cry? No. All right. Have well, there's had... a different kind of cry. If you're laughing that's hysterically. Correct. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't specify. I would say in the movie Old School, when that Blue, when blue dies, when yeah, a chick shows him her, t- her tits, and then he's like, all right. The old guy just has a heart attack right then and there. Uh, I mean, if that's the... Cut to Will Ferrell covering Kansas. Yes. I love it. All right. Well, congrats, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, Jay. Thank you. Would, oh, you yeah. could go back to back next week. You Never could. know. You could. Come back. That, that earns a year. It's like, this is like the Masters. You can always come back now. Yeah. What you drinking over there, B? Um, good, good question. So this is... Uh, well, I, I think as I mentioned before, JMO Ginger, or Big Ginger, one of my favorite uh, all-time drinks. We've we've switched it up a little bit to uh, Jack. Yeah, we just decided to change the whiskey uh, to to be aligned, generally speaking, with Tennessee and go with some ginger ale. But it is not Tennessee whiskey this time. Is that right? Uh, well, it's Tennessee Jack whiskey Tennessee. sold in Iowa. I think sold we just picked it up in Iowa. Oh, sold in Iowa. Okay, straight so from Lynchburg. You weren't I, down at Diamond Joe's putting the, you know no. money on the Minnesota Wild. No? Nope. All right. Nope. Well, it's been uh, it's been it real. Jace Lom, welcome, yep. welcome to the podcast. Thanks for Cheers. helping us out. Thank you guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thanks for helping us out. We'll see you next week. Good night. Joey out.